Well, it looks like our fan theory video that we put out last month turned out to be pretty spot on, save for some things. After nine long episodes with even longer credit rolls, was it all really worth it? More importantly, did Wanda even actually learn her lesson? Well, I'm here to tell you today that no, 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 she didn't. Wanda Maximoff, you have failed this city. Folks, welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith, games, and family guy-level Ralph Boner jokes. Really, Marvel? Come on. Anyway, I am your nerd pastor, Nate, and I welcome you here to our community here at Checkpoint. We're so glad that you're here, whether this is your first video, your fifth video, your tenth video. That's right! It's our tenth video! Yay! We did it! Whatever it may be, we welcome you back, and we're so glad that you are here with us. As always, we're going to start out this video with our scripture. We're going to be reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 11, verses 28 through 37. As usual, I'll be reading from the NRSV. That's just my preferred translation. If you have a translation or paraphrase that you prefer to use, feel free. But the NRSV is what is going to be on the screen. So let's get into it. When Martha had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, the teacher is here and is calling for you. When she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, where have you laid him? And they said to him, Lord, come and see. And Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Okay, so if you haven't yet watched our last video on WandaVision, I'm gonna link that right around here somewhere. But here's just a quick synopsis for any of you tuning in to this video first. So WandaVision is the latest MCU product and first Disney Plus project put out by the fine folks at Marvel. In this series, the audience is brought along from decade to decade of television history with the suburban story of Wanda Max off and vision from the Avengers. Now, canonically, the audience was made aware that all of this took place in a post Thanos snap world. So we all knew that it was really weird that vision was for some reason still alive since the last time we saw him, he was like dead, like dead, dead. Yet here we were with Wanda and vision in black and white with canned laughter and excellent commercial sequences. And eventually we actually wound up learning who it was that was watching that television screen at the end of episode one. With that, let's go ahead and put out a real big spoiler warning on here. If you haven't watched WandaVision, first off, what are you doing? Go watch it. Second, this video from this point on will be fair game for the entire season of spoilers. Ready? Here we go. So what we learn as the story progresses is that as I predicted, all of this was Wanda's doing, but she wasn't really sure how she was doing it. Vision was definitely dead IRL, but this viz is a construct of Wanda's love, a vision, and from her memory of the Mind Stone that she put into, re- I, I don't know, that part got real weird. Just know that it isn't the physical vision, but is nevertheless an independently functioning vision who is constructed and is capable of his own decisions and even potential self-annihilation. A bunch of other stuff happens, including the appearance of Wanda's brother Pietro from the Fox X-Men franchise. And while this actually wound up being a lame and unwarranted joke of a character, it nevertheless awakens some kind of dormant grief in Wanda's psyche and leads us to one of the major villains of the series, Agatha Harkness, played by Katherine Hahn, who was pretending to be under Wanda's control as Wanda's nosy namer, Agnes. 
Eventually, Wanda began to piece things together and everything comes to a climactic close as Wanda is forced to make the choice between her fictional reality of a life with Vision as her doting husband and two alternate universe children, but with everyone miserable under her mind control, or she could choose to let go of her family and set the town of Westview free from her control. It's a quite literal trolley problem and unsurprisingly, she makes the humane superhero call to release her hold on the town and give up her family for their sake. It's a heartbreaking scene Scene. And obviously, given the post credit scene, we haven't seen the last of Wanda's kids. And given the epic ship of Theseus scene, I, we haven't seen the last of Viz either. But here's the thing. All of this story isn't actually about anything yet. Wanda adapts all of this reality, but none of it like really happened, you know, in like a real kind of way. It was all with mind manipulation and mind powers and, and weird constructs and mind warping stuff. So what was this story actually about? Did anything really happen over these last nine episodes? What? was really going on. The truth of this story is that this is the adventurer's journey of Wanda going through the process of grief. Not just one grief either. Like I mentioned in the last WandaVision video, Wanda's lost a lot like parents, brother, lover, and now her lover again and her fake kind of kids, sort of kids. This being the true thesis of the show is further illustrated through the rather dramatic and philosophical line from Vision in the flashback to Ultron where he says this. But what is grief? if not love, persevering. And like, yeah, great line, great story, good job, Vision, you nailed it. Grief is an important thing for us to figure out, but the reality is, is that Wanda's still doing it wrong. She missed the most important lesson of this whole thing, but don't worry, because I'm here. I'm gonna set the record straight. In order to do that, we're gonna need to take a look at our main man, Jesus, and the story of grief presented here in the Gospel of John. So at its core, this story that the Gospel writer is telling us is about Jesus and some true friends who he really, really loved. Mary, Martha, and their brother Lazarus were great friends to Jesus. They cared for him. They took him in. They laughed. They cried. They learned from each other. And they probably considered themselves disciples beyond the main 12 that we normally hear about. And so Lazarus gets sick, like real sick. And Mary and Martha, knowing Jesus's true power and miracles, ask him to come and save their brother. And he doesn't. But eventually, Jesus does end up coming to visit after Lazarus had already been laid in the tomb. Jesus goes to see Martha and Mary Mary's in the house, closing herself off. She doesn't want to see him. When Jesus convinces Martha to go and get her sister, Mary comes out of the house and starts to immediately question Jesus. Hey, where were you? You could have saved him. What was more important to you than us? And so how does Jesus respond? Does he say, hey, yo, back off, Mary? No, he doesn't do that at all. He holds her crying and asks to go and see Lazarus himself. And so Jesus goes to see the body. And then we get the shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept. Jesus began to weep. And then we get these really interesting two reactions from these Jewish onlookers. See how Jesus loved Lazarus? Or why didn't Jesus do something? Couldn't he have done something before Lazarus had to die? And the reality is that both of these statements are unequivocally true. As we know from reading the rest of the story, Jesus does end up raising Lazarus from the dead. And like for real, raised from the dead, not just mind control or manipulation or whatever. So given this, we know that Jesus does have the power so the real question becomes, why does Jesus weep? Why is there any need for crying? Why does Jesus hold Mary and cry with her? We all know where this is going. And in John, so do the disciples. And really, so do Mary and Martha. In this passage, a little later on, they all acknowledge that the day of resurrection could be coming in the future and there will be a time in the kingdom of heaven where they're with Lazarus raised again. So why? Why do they cry? For what reason? 
So if you know my ministry at all, you know that one of my biggest pet peeves, I have a lot of trouble when people say what Jesus or God can and cannot do. Because I wholeheartedly believe that we have no say in it, and there is very little that God cannot do, if anything. Instead of saying what God or Jesus couldn't do, let's look at what the Godhead does through Jesus here. Jesus doesn't get angry. Jesus doesn't Superman leap off to go save Lazarus. Instead, Jesus, the Lord and Savior, the Omnipotent One, the Healer, the Miraculous, do you know what he does? He weeps with these sisters and then he raises Lazarus from the dead in that order in particular. So let's point out the obvious here. Wanda, as the Scarlet Witch, has some pretty Jesus-like powers here. She can raise vision from the dead. She can do that if we're using that word can and that is incredible. And she does do exactly that. But she misses an important step of grieving. And don't get me wrong here. I'm not saying that the showrunners needed to have Wanda to have some kind of climactic acceptance of Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior or anything. While that would be awesome, it's not the real issue at hand here. To get the point here, we could also look at another excellent line from this show in which Monica Rambeau says, hey, if I had your powers, I would have done the same thing to bring my mom back. And yeah, she's probably right. We all would do that, but we shouldn't because it misses the most important part of grief. And for some reason, even with all of this character growth, Wanda still misses this important step. What does Jesus do here that we need to learn from? Jesus acknowledges grief as a necessary thing that cannot, should not, will not be done alone. Just because eternal life exists, just because resurrection exists, none of these amazing gifts cancel out the real loss that occurs on this side of the equation. It's sad to lose someone. It sucks. It hurts. Even Jesus Christ, who knows what awaits us better than any anyone else wept. It's not just the weeping. Jesus wept with Mary and Martha. Grief must, must, must be done in community. Loss doesn't affect just one person. It affects us all. The whole community is stunted. The feelings have to be expressed amongst others, amongst a group, a community, an embrace. And I'm not talking about those calloused and pain funerals at the end of Endgame. Throwing rocks at a pond with Hawkeye ain't gonna cut it. Continued, loving, mourning community is necessary for real grief to take place. Studying a magic book out by yourself ain't gonna cut it, Wanda. Honestly, neither will getting the fake family you made back together make a real difference, but that definitely seems to be where they're going with Wanda's story. If Wanda wants to get to the place of that real grief and real acceptance being that love persevering that Vision so eloquently stated, then she's gonna have to work through these things in a loving community. She has to weep. She has to hold those around her. Can Wanda raise the dead? Because we know, yes, she can. Could Jesus have saved Lazarus? Yeah, yeah, Jesus could have, but neither one of them did. It didn't happen. And so healing has to be done. Recovery, mourning, weeping. Skipping straight to the resurrection can be done, but it can also dangerously ignore the forest for the trees and leave us with a gaping wound where our heart used to be. That's what Checkpoint Church or your family or your friend group or your church community is supposed to be here for. Let's play some games together. Sure, we love that. Let's get on Twitch, but we're not afraid to weep with you. It might suck, but we would rather weep with you than let harm be done by you being alone. When we're done with that, then maybe you can go and study your spooky magic book of spells, okay? Thanks for listening to our weekly nerdy deep dive into the world of nerds, geeks, and gamers. We hope you enjoyed the podcast version of this show. If you'd like to experience this video in its intended full viewing, 
feel free to find us over on YouTube at Checkpoint Church and watch it there. If you're interested in supporting what we're doing, feel free to go to www.checkpointchurch.com support for information on how to donate or support us financially or otherwise. Or you can go through the Anchor app and support us there as well. This program is created, produced, and edited by Nathan Webb and distributed by Anchor. Find us on twitch.tv slash checkpointchurch where we'll be streaming on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Thanks again for listening to our show and remember, God loves you, we love you, you matter. Be boldly blessed and we will catch you next time.